know we're ringing in 2023 tonight, but I would like to take a moment to appreciate 2022 for a second. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. This is Lonely Town of Killers podcast with Derek and Jimmy, and we're excited for a new year. We're going to hit 52 episodes. Okay, we're not making any promises about how many we're going to do this year. We're definitely going to hit some episodes. Yeah. We're going to have fun this year. We want to do an episode just to recap the year that was 2022 for the podcast and for the Killers and get you all excited for a 2023 like you've never seen before because you've never seen 2023 before. It's going to be the best 2023 on record. Let me go ahead and say it right now. And for everyone that, that tuned out because we're just recapping, they're going to miss all the secret info that we have at the end of the show about... Don't tell them it's at the end. It's somewhere in the middle. Oh, at the, it, yeah. In the show. Interspersed throughout. <laughs> we got some hot, hot goss. We got some middle interstitials. <laughs> we're going to tell you when the next album or when the next single is going to drop. Ooh. So 2022 was a big year for the Killers, and I can't believe how much they did in the year because most bands, they'll put out an album every couple of years and tour and then Milk take a couple of years yeah. off, Yeah, which sounds like how most of the Killers bandmates would prefer to do it. <laughs> but that Nephi boy's got that blue-colored blood in him. He just can't stop making songs and can't stop performing for you people. All throughout the world. Can't stop, won't stop. I mean, it's kind of like this podcast where every week there's hard-hitting content that we've been working eight hours a day to bring to you. I mean, Jimmy talked about taking a couple months off after our first season or year and then coming back in a couple years with the follow-up. But no, we thought, well, if Brandon could push through, we could push through <laughs> as well. Yeah, so welcome to season four of a <laughs> Lonely Town of Killers podcast. So... That's about one album. 2022 started on a sad note with uh, Harry Reid's funeral in January. And Brandon performed there, and we, we did an episode about that. And then we, we spent some time talking about, you know, anyway, I'll, I'll focus on the killers first, then we'll talk about what we covered. Notes from a Quiet Town, the big documentary we were waiting for since August of 2021, came out in March, on March 23rd. And... Man, that was a great documentary. Best documentary I've ever seen. It was good. And here's the thing, is there was a lot coming up. Yeah. And so it was good to have all this released this year because it's like we can actually have content. Because <laughs> uh, there was a point where we're like, well, what are we going to talk about? And, we, well, we can't talk about that. Well, we know this happened, but we haven't seen it, so we can't talk about that. Well, what about, we heard this. Well, we can't talk about that, so... Let's interview that person. Oh, wait, let's wait till the documentary comes out yeah. so we actually know what to ask them and know what they so can talk about. So once some of this stuff actually got released and came out, it was a, a weight off our shoulders to where uh, we had a lot of free reign and uh, people that we're still in talks with and tracking down to talk with um, from this year. So it was, a, it was a very, very good year for Lonely Town. <laughs> the two other things that I, I wanted to mention from the killer's year was Boy coming out August 5th. And uh, maybe we can talk about that a little bit later. But the other one was, obviously, if you follow them on social media, the main thing that happened was their tour because it provided a lot of content. If you follow the Killers, you saw a lot of pictures of Brandon behind the Infinity 
mic stand. You saw a lot of pictures of Ronnie with his hands up in the air, ready to ready to drum one more beat. How many uh, how many tour dates do we know total? How many tour dates? I think it was eighty nine. Was that this year? or Just on that tour? All this year? It was all this year. The first the first one was April fifteenth in Las Vegas. They did those Cosmopolitan shows, and I guess it's going to be ninety if you count the New Year's Eve show they're going to do in Vegas. That's a that's a that will probably have happened by the time this episode comes out. That's a big year. I don't know uh, how many other bands do ninety shows and put out new content, and uh, that's that's uh, pretty remarkable. Yeah, and when I looked, I wrote down some notes on the dates and where they went. Um, just I mean the months, just so you can see just how extensive this tour was. They started April in mid-April in Vegas, like I said. Then they went to Mexico. And then spent May in England, June in the UK, June and July in Europe, August through October in North America, <laughs> November in South America, uh, November and December in New Zealand and Australia. And then they're capping it off back in Vegas on New Year's Eve. So they, they literally toured the world. They, they did not take a lot of days off. They did a lot of back-to-back -back shows. They did shows where they would do a show during the starting at 8, and they do another one in some smaller venue later that night. <laughs> like yeah, the, I don't the, know how they did the it. Midnight shows. I, I don't know yeah. how. I don't know how you perform oh, because the, it's not like they hold back at the concert. So it's impressive. Yeah, you go to that, and then you have a follow-up show right afterwards at another yeah secret venue or however they decide. And that is yeah impressive. That's the word for it. If you're a Killers fan, or you know, intense, or just casual. Those are the main points that stuff that happened for the Killers. Now that they're done with tour, we're waiting for the next album or LP to come out or EP, whatever they call it. I'm I'm guessing they made a few dollar bills, <laughs> a couple Benjamins over the course of 2022. They made a few. and They probably spent a few between the T-shirts. Yeah, for uh, every for every confetti cannon, they sold 400 T-shirts. From uh, from we had an interview with Brandon uh, with somebody down in Australia, I believe, and he did say it was going to be more of an EP now instead of an album. Uh, with this upcoming thing, we've already had the single with Boy. I kind of got excited because I'm hoping an EP's just like a few songs less than a full album typically. So I'm hoping this is like the leftover Pressure Machine that wasn't like Pressure Machiney, so it was like the Boy style more. Uh, traditional killers, but I'm hoping it's still Nephi based or about about Utah lyrically, just selfishly because that gives us a lot more to talk about and speculate with. But um, also where it's just uh, the EP, not the full album. In my mind, that's going to be ready sooner and out sooner. Uh, they were already talking about it being out or uh, another single being out by uh, the time they went to Australia this year, uh, which obviously didn't happen. But now they're talking about this being released. I guess this year of 23, uh, I thought they were talking about late 22, early 23. Speculation, rumors, uh, gossip that I can't confirm or deny, but we might have teased. Uh, I've heard some somewhere in the springtime, maybe March or April release. We'll see if that comes to fruition or not. Uh, don't blame me if it doesn't, but <laughs> praise me if it does. You heard it here first, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, it seems like with these kind of announcements, whenever the whatever the first date they throw out, Usually tack on about six months of that, and that's when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking maybe another single. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that could be that could be interesting, and especially if we get more more uh, based on his time in Nephi or that pressure machine. Obviously, that that's great news for us at the podcast, and hopefully, you people uh, that that listen uh, 
I mean, obviously you're listening for some reason, either because you like the DeFi and, and the concept of the pressure machine and, and that talk or, and growing up in the small town, or you like the killers and you like our take on it. So either way, I think it's going to be a good good uh, mix and, and match. But uh, selfishly, I'm hoping it's just more DeFi. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the uh, alternative country folk version of a song about the golf course. Maybe maybe we'll get three versions of it. <laughs> yeah. Canyon Hills. Canyon Hills 1, 2, and 3? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be great. So what, the other thing I want to mention about the tour is we, we spent a lot of time before they went on tour. When Pressure Machine came out, we were talking about how do these fit in a playlist or a, or a set list. And now that we've had 89 shows, we have a pretty good idea of how Pressure Machine fit into that. And I was surprised because when they did interviews, they kind of said, well, we don't know how these are going to fit. Maybe we'll do a separate... It'd be nice if we could do a smaller venue tour and, and focus on the Pressure Machine songs. But for the for the big arena shows, maybe we'll do, you know, Car Outside might fit, those kind of that kind of a upbeat song. But the one that they played the most was Runaway Horses, which I think they probably took it as a break during the set list, you know, to give kind of a, a slower song. Maybe so Brandon wasn't having to run around the stage as much, but uh, I thought that was interesting that after... According to setlist.fm, which is where you know people just go in there and crowdsource setlists, and um, you know whatever people put on there is is what you get. So it's not 100% accurate, but it's it's probably pretty close. They played Runaway Horses 33 times at the 88 or 89 shows. So I don't know. Nothing. They just kind of fit one or two every show, and usually it was Runaway Horses, but not always. So you know what was second? Um. You saw a lot of set lists over the last year. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking, uh, I don't know if it is this or not, but I thought, my, myself, I would have thought the car outside would have been the, uh, would have been the one that would fit the tour the best. Um, I'm guessing that's not it, though. Uh, probably Cody. Yep, Cody 19 times, and the car outside 16 times, pressure machine 12 times, and then quiet town 5 times. So in total, they only played... Two, four, six, eight. They only played eight Pressure Machine songs on this tour. And the one they played the least was West Hills, which they only played once. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Tom, for getting that played live. Because otherwise, yeah, we I would have thought it. that would have been another one that would fit in just kind of. I mean, I don't know that it was necessarily a single or that there were any singles off the album. And uh, we're kind of skewed uh, for what we hear on, on radio and stuff because uh, in Utah, uh, Pressure Machine was played a lot more, I think, around here than. Uh, nationally or, or uh, internationally from what it sounds like, but uh, West Hills was kind of that first uh, first bite of the apple uh, for a lot of people, and so I, I thought that might be something that would be played a little more. Maybe it's just those high notes. Uh, yeah, it's got to be hard on his voice, you would think, yeah, to, night after night and run to around sing stage. free in the West Hills over again. But uh, that's kind of interesting. Um, the other thing that we talked about when Getting By, came, Getting By 2 came out, they had their own music video for it, we thought, oh yeah, they just made a getting by version that they could play on tour. That's probably why they came up with came out with a a music video for this one. They only played the getting by two three times, and I think one of them was at like one of the very first concerts in Vegas. So I don't know if they tried it and it failed, and so they like ah forget that. But I was really surprised by that that they only played that three times. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, we talked with Tom a little bit about it. Uh, if they do a pressure machine tour at all, um, they do the small intimate venue type thing. I have to think if they do, it's not going to be a long run. It's definitely not going to be 80 shows in multiple countries. 
I would think it'd probably be small theaters and bigger cities to get a, a better audience. So, you know, I mean, you're probably thinking, uh, I don't know, just off the top of my hat, I'd say, uh, like a Vegas, L.A., New York, hopefully somewhere in Utah, uh, maybe a London, but I wouldn't think it'd be very extensive or very long. So if they were to do that and have it be a, a smaller show but play uh, more of those songs, that could be that could be interesting, but that has not been announced, and I have no clue if that's going to happen. Like we talked about, Brandon doesn't really like to uh, sit around much, so I I think they'll they'll be touring again here soon or putting out another album or doing something. I don't see them just uh, sitting around and, and being idle for long. So uh, for for those of us that that are following the band or the, the fellow victims, that's good news. Yeah, I think the other the only other thing I wanted to mention about the tour was how. When Brandon would get on and introduce one of these songs, he doesn't always talk a lot between songs, but uh, some of the videos I saw over the course of the tour showed him talking about uh, introducing Runaway Horses by saying, over COVID, we made a country album. And just some of the things he said made it sound like he just assumed that most people in the crowd wouldn't be aware of Crusher Machine like or care and wouldn't be familiar with the songs. So I thought that was interesting that... It seemed like that was his perspective and you know here we are in salt lake praying that they'll, they'll play a bunch of pressure machine songs which luckily we got but it seems like for most of the other places in the world you know people buy a ticket to go see mr brightside and andy you're a star <laughs> whatever <laughs> but i'm sure they're there for andy uh he he it came across like he was having to introduce pressure machine to people who a big portion of the crowd wouldn't have heard of it which they, it could be true i just uh was curious to see that it was portrayed that way. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think about the killers differently, and, and I think uh, us as fans think about them differently than probably the, the wide world. Uh, there's probably a good portion of people that remember the killers from um, Mr. Brightside or uh, when you were young or then kind of yeah. those things almost 20 years ago. Human. And, kind of, <laughs> and have these fond memories of like high school or, or college and haven't followed, you know, all, all the stuff that's came out or the new stuff. So I'm guessing people that go to concerts, I mean, I might go to a concert of a band just to have a good time and think, oh, yeah, I remember they used to play whatever that song was. And then you'll go and, hey, we got some new stuff. And that's when you get up to, you know, go to the restroom or stretch or, or buy you some uh, some uh, milk duds or whatever. You <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, that's usually not the most popular uh, uh, time, even though the Killers are more of a contemporary artist than... I mean, some of these people, if you go to, I don't know, somebody that's like a classic rocker. Or Matchbox that. 20's coming in concert yeah, later you, this year. Well, if you go to the Rolling Stones, you don't want to hear, hey, here's some new stuff from our new album. You know, you want to hear the hits. So <laughs> I don't know if that's the same with the Killers. Springsteen, quite, yeah. Because they're still putting out uh, new albums. And, and uh, like, Boy was, you know, charting uh, with the alternative music and stuff like that. So I definitely think there's still a crowd there. But uh, probably wasn't. I mean, it wasn't the killer style. We've talked about that a whole lot. So maybe the, the diehard fans or the more concert-going fans wouldn't have heard it or, or didn't hear it. Or uh, the numbers probably, I'm sure Brandon has uh, somebody that tells him, hey, this is how many albums sold. This is how somebody many traditional sold. Me. Yeah, somebody <laughs> told him the <laughs> the numbers and he could he could see, hey, in this market, uh, probably nobody's heard this song, but we're going to play it anyways or, or do whatever he's going to do. So. I'm sure there's something to back that up. But, yeah, here we're just like, play the whole album uh, and play, <laughs> play it twice. Uh, we love it. So, Yeah, it just still seems interesting to me that they choose, every time they choose Runaway Horses, I'm like, really, that one? <laughs> it's not my favorite. And, you know, if they really want it to sound like the Pressure Machine was a total country album, that's 
That's when you'll play, so. Yeah, and they had Phoebe uh, Bridgers come on yeah, uh, for a few of the shows and things like that. And I guess if, if she's around and willing to come participate, you go with it. But it's not, yeah, it's, I hate, I, I, we've said it kind of before, it's, with the video and stuff, it came out too, and it was like the least Nephi, more of a generic, could be, and maybe that's the point, and maybe that's why you played on tour, because it relates to more small town uh, type folk. <laughs> but it was kind of the, the least Nephi of the songs I thought or I felt. I mean, it it told the school, uh, told the story about the the couple and and you know whatever and the horses and the driving that wasn't there. But I don't know. I guess uh, I guess they're gonna do what they're gonna do, and that's what they chose to do. So good on them. Yeah, I wonder if they just get the Spotify stats to show Runaway Horses was by far the most streamed song <laughs> from that album. Yeah, That's the one or, they play, I don't know. Or if they go to a town and, it, yeah, they get the, the statistics of in this region, this is what people are listening to. I don't know. Or they also can just, maybe it's the one they like to play the most. So It would be interesting to know how they put together a, a set list. And I, I think we might have to reach out to some people and see if we can figure this one out. Because, I, again, I got questions. Yeah, somebody's got the answer. So... As far as the podcast goes, we want to thank everybody for listening. We've had a fun year. I mean, we haven't missed a week since last New Year's Eve, essentially, whatever weekend that was. And um, I counted up how long, how many hours of episodes, how many hours of podcasts we posted in 2022, and it was about 26 hours. So if you listened to all the episodes, you spent more than a, more than a day of your 2022 listening to us. I mean, hopefully you're able to do something while you're listening so you were productive and didn't waste a whole day of your year listening to us. No, I'm grateful for everybody that did do that. I'm uh, thankful, like, I mean, I'm always surprised at the guests that that we've uh, had people come on and some of the people that have, uh, you know, been gracious enough to come spend some time with us or, or Zoom with us. We don't take any of that for granted. I mean, Jimmy or just a couple, a couple of kids from Nephi wanting to talk about a band, so anybody that wants to come on and talk to uh, us about that, you know, either shares the fandom or has some knowledge there. It's, it's always surprising to me, and I'm always grateful for that. So thanks, uh, everybody, for, you know, chipping in this year and listening this year. Yeah, so I just wanted to run down real quick the all the interviews, all the people we interviewed this year, because it's fun for me to think back and all, all the stuff that we learned, all the people we were able to talk to, people who I never would have, when, when 2022 started, I never would have thought I would have ever talked to this person or didn't even know they existed at the time. So uh, we started with Joey Satorius representing LeVan. Thanks, Joey, and uh, the Mojo Group. Trace Rizzers, our first UK interview. We interviewed Adam Bruff from This River is Wild, Glory. We interviewed Mayor Justin Seeley, who is a super Killers fan and one of our best promoters. Uh, we interviewed Chappie, Dustin Chapman, who got us... Uh, a little bit of attention from the governor of Utah. We interviewed Sheepwalker Justin Banks, who introduced Derek to the or who told first told Derek about the Killers. Uh, we interviewed Don Markland, who performed with with Brandon in middle school. We we talked to the West Hills Three Choir for the Tabernacle Choir members that sang on that song. We talked to Billy the Crowd Surfer and his son Doug and Barry James. Man, this was a great year. We, boss, yeah. we talked to Scott, our friend Scott Wallace. We talked to Meadow and got a tour of the Annex. That was awesome. We talked to Alan Larson, a.k.a. Bridgewater, your buddy, who saw the Killers early on and gave us some insight on the, on, on the music scene of the time. 
We talked to Sterling, who represented the West Hills, representing Rocky Ridge. We talked to Clint Painter, who we still got our fingers crossed. He can work something out for a concert in Nephi. We talked to three drummers. We talked to Alec, who was 17 at the time, drumming in Salt Lake. Joel, the cancer-fighting drummer who we're following, and, and he's still fighting. And, we got, and we're, we're watching and, and uh, rooting for your success and in your fight. We talked yeah, to Matt and Sophie Bird, our UK friends, that the moderators and creators of the Killers Victims fan page Facebook group and creators of the Victims cards, which we have ours, and we, we thank you for that. Oh, the other drummer we talked to was Brian with a Y. We talked to Tom, who went to every freaking concert in North America except one in Canada. Unbelievable. Uh, great talking to him and hearing some of his stories from tour. And our final interview of 2022 was Carrie Jackson from X96, who we've been listening to for years and was awesome to talk to and get to hear some of his perspective about growing up in Salem. So that is the whole entire list of interviews. If you're still with us, still with us, still <laughs> listening, that's the entire list of interviews from 2022. We're excited for 2023. We've got a, a lot of interviews we're trying to line up some great ideas and there's some we've been trying to get for 18 months and hopefully we can get in 2023 there's maybe the promises not promises made for over a year that we're trying to collect on yeah there's a don't underestimate us though that's the point there was a drummer in australia i guess that was like 13 phenomenal. oh i have yeah the 13, the 13 year old i don't know if there's anybody that we need to interview that we haven't we're always open for suggestions uh we appreciate the suggestions that have came in and emails that we've had i missed one ava Oh, the bone sticker. Yeah, no, I missed bones. that one. Oh. Ava, thanks for coming on she and sharing your story about the bone now. stickers. They've stayed relevant. And they've played bones a few more times since. It seems like they like to do that uh, not in America. I have a question for you, Jimmy. What's up, boy? <laughs> <laughs> one day you'll become a man. I was wondering, what's the biggest uh, surprise that you've had, good or bad, while doing this podcast over this last year? Has there been anything that's happened that's just kind of surprised you that it, it happened or, you know, things that we covered or anything like that? Well, it's just I get a little starstruck by our local heroes that we, you know, like emailing with Todd to get him to come on. When he responds and he's totally willing to come on, it's it's just so cool to to be able to get somebody like that on our show. We haven't been able to get everybody on, but there's there's other people that I've talked to that we haven't been able to get on. That It's just it's cool that they respond, that they're willing to do it, or even just to talk, even if they say no... To, to be able to say, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. I want to keep working with the band. I don't want to ruin my chances by spilling the beans on the, the backstory of whatever it is we're talking about. I'll keep it vague. But I think that for me has been one of the biggest surprises is just to see who sometimes we ask just because why not? What's the worst thing to do is, is not respond. And to see that uh, most people that we reach out to are willing to respond and are, are really nice. Yeah, I, uh, I, I agree. I'm, I'm surprised. And some of the people that have said no, but that's okay. Some of them might come back. Some of them might decide to come on and, and change their mind or, or whatever. One of the things that did surprise me, like you said, when you're when you're emailing or dealing with people that uh, you've listened to growing up or whatever, was when Kerry came on and he apologized to us for not, you know, being on sooner or, <laughs> or whatever. There's some of that where you're thinking uh, this is going to be a big time or we're going to have to have our A game. And we try to bring it for everything, but there's, <laughs> there's some times where I'm just like, why, how are we even talking to this person? I mean, when I'm going around town with my family and we run into the mayor, not that Nephi's a, a metropolis or anything like that, but when the mayor, you know, is saying hi and wondering how we're doing with the show or, or you know, talking about an episode or whatever, 
that's pretty cool when the county commissioner is uh, telling us all about the concert and calling Brandon's dad. I thought we were going to get more news on that. I was more because so, uh, we, we get covered every now and again in a, you know, a Reddit group or something will come up on Facebook and they'll mention that we talked about it, which that yeah. still kind of surprises me that people listen and will reference us in, in Killer's News or whatever uh, just because, yeah, we're, we're a couple guys from Nephi recording in Payson. But there's some things that I'm like, I'm surprised that kind of took off as a story. But the one that I'm surprised did not take off as a story or get as much talk as I thought it would was the the Killers concert that almost was in Nephi and how Clint called Brandon's dad and that whole story I thought would, <laughs> would get a lot more traction than it did. I don't know. Uh, maybe behind the scenes it did. But it, it just, uh, it's fun. Like you said, I was just I was just curious what, what surprised you and if it matched up with what surprised me, it sounds like. Sounds like it did. Yeah, the other thing, the other fun thing that nobody gets to hear are the before and after the recording discussions that we get to have with people where we get to ask them about stuff that, you know, we're going to keep, we're going to keep to ourselves. And that's why they're willing to tell us because they trust us and we're going to keep it that way. But, you know, we, it's, and it's always just minute details about, about songs and people and yeah, whatever. So, but it's, some of it's the fun. best episodes will never be aired and we're told yeah. in the parking lot. Yeah. So besides just us talking, that's one of the fun things about being able to do this podcast is getting to talk to such a, a diverse group of people and, you know, people we haven't talked to since high school and stuff like that, that, you know, they probably wouldn't have missed not talking to us, but it's been a lot of fun talking to them. <laughs> yeah, it's been good. Uh, I mean, it's not like me and Jimmy were the most popular kids in school. Uh, I think that's fair to say. And uh, my personality is I'm, I'm pretty reserved. If you don't know me or if you see me around, you wouldn't ever think I'm probably this guy on the podcast, but able to get on my show a little bit. Once I know you, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty out there. I can be whatever. But uh, to be able to interact with some people that probably uh, had no interaction with me or, you know, we just kind of passed by each other and, and said hi or whatever, that's been kind of fun for me too, just getting to know people and, and be able to uh, uh, show, show a side of me that probably the town wasn't 100% familiar with. And now they probably wish that they never saw him, but uh, <laughs> it's here. Well, as far as resolutions for 2023 for the podcast go, Derek, we got to get an interstitial speaker. We we will. We will. We will. And we got to get someone super famous. It's going to happen. We got some good stuff lined up. Yeah. And we got a year to make it happen. And so we're at the first of the 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 podcast. We said we can't we can't promise fifty two weeks. We probably will. Maybe we won't. I don't know. But I do know the the podcast that we put out, the episodes that we put out. If we can uh, keep on track with the people that we've contacted and uh, said that they want to come talk with us or are willing to, uh, it's going to be a year that's going to rival that list that we just read. Some really, really good uh, good guests lined up, and I think people are going to be super happy and super excited with the stories and uh, some of the people that we're going to talk with. So I'll just apologize now to my family that I'm going to be gone at least 26 hours this year sitting in a booth with Derek recording podcasts. And my wife would like to thank you for that 26 hours that you'll be <laughs> taking me off her hands talking about the killers. Can you imagine? Listen, or like, picture your listener like rolling their eyes right now thinking, what could they possibly talk about for 26 more hours that they haven't already talked about about the killers and Pressure Machine and Nephi? Oh, we got a whole bunch. It's like an onion. And when you look at it, it doesn't look like much. But once you start peeling back those layers... There's a whole lot uh, more to keep peeling, and uh, you get down 
It's kind of like when you do a rabbit, uh, one of those rabbit hole searches on Wikipedia or whatever, and you get kind of looking at one person, and before you know it, it's 2.30 in the morning, and you're reading about a JFK conspiracy and alien abductions, and you don't know how you got there. So we're going to Sounds like you're getting for personal experience. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we're going to start, you know, we talk about the killers, but you get down some of these paths, and it goes back to early albums, or it goes back to Nevada, or it comes back to Utah, or uh, stories that, I mean, we've heard a few stories that we haven't shared but there's some good stuff out there. I don't know. And some of that might come out, some might not. Uh, some was asked not to come out, and some we just chose not to. Uh, but with uh, some of the early stuff or some of these people that, that we're going to talk with, uh, there's definitely some interesting stories, and I think there's stories uh, that haven't been told or haven't been heard uh, to the mass fandom. Like, you know, maybe somebody passing might have heard some one of these stories if you happen to talk to... I'm being very vague about who we're going to talk with, I guess, hoping that that happens, but... You know, you might happen to run into somebody and get a story from them or, or read an interview or, or something from, from years ago. But uh, from what I'm seeing and what we're hearing and, and discussing, even via, you know, email or whatever, there's there's some pretty good stories yet to come. So I'm, I'm hoping we can unearth that. Yeah, I, when you talk about this podcast being like an onion, I think we're just barely getting to the part where you're going to start crying. So hold on. Hold on to the seat of your pants. Well, the only last thing I have to say is... As uh, the lyrics and pressure machines say, every year goes by faster than the one before. And so thanks for sticking with us through 2022, and we'll try to, our best to make it some enjoyable episodes in 2023. <laughs> well, that's another episode down from Lonely Town. <laughs>